Hey friends, and welcome to the Mind and Body Strong podcast, a place for women to redefine their relationship with food in their bodies, tune into their inner wisdom, and become the best version of themselves. I'm your host, Katie Pichinowski, a health and mindset coach, intuitive eating and health at every size advocate, nap queen, and bookworm. Join me each week for empowering conversations, stories, and actual steps to help you master your mindset and drop the obsession around food and your body so you can love the skin you're in. I can't wait to guide you towards unlocking your highest potential. And that journey starts right now. Let's jump in. Hey everyone, happy Thursday. I almost said Wednesday, but it is Thursday, my friends, and it is day three of the Body Image Breakthrough Challenge. Today is the last day of our challenge. So if you were watching throughout the series of this challenge or watching the replays in the emails, then you've we've already talked in day one about really diving into the negative self-talk that we might have around body image. Day two, yesterday, I got a lot of really good feedback on all about food and building a better relationship with food. And then today, today is really special because we are going to uncover the other part of the equation. Now, what do I mean by the other part of the equation? Well, what I mean by that is that when it comes to our health and building better health for ourselves, oftentimes so many people think that the two things that equal health are what we eat, and how we move our bodies, right? Diet and exercise, diet and exercise. That's all that contribute to your health and your success in health. If you can follow the workout plan and follow the meal plans or the diet or whatever it is, right? Well, I'm here to tell you that diet and exercise are only half of the equation. And if that blows your mind, then definitely stay on for this training and listen to what I'm about to share with you. So I see you guys hopping on here onto the live training on Instagram. So hello, hello, Sephora. Hello, my friends. I see Tiffany on here. So glad you can make it on live. So today, what we're talking about is the other half of the equation. So when we talked in day one, we really discussed about how our thoughts really impact our feelings and impact the actions that we take. Do you remember that part? So when we're thinking negative thoughts about our body or negative thoughts about how we don't deserve to lose weight or about how we never lose weight, um, whatever it is that you're thinking about, that you're never going to be able to stop binge eating, those are going to really start to impact the way you feel about your relationship with food and your body. I definitely experienced this myself in feeling like I could never stop binge eating and which kind of just dominoed and it just kept, I kept self-sabotaging. And this is what I found throughout my three and a half years of health coaching and personal training and why I decided to shift my focus into more of a one-on-one based coaching, because I really have found throughout my, my own personal experience and through training so many other people and coaching so many other people that it's not just about exercise and diet. It's really about the beliefs and the stories that we tell ourselves, right? So that is the other half of the equation. So you might be thinking, well, what the heck does that have to do anything? Well, it has everything to do with it, my friends, because remember the thoughts that we have in our head and when we're having reoccurring thoughts in our head, those are what become our beliefs. 
when we're constantly affirming something to ourselves every single day, it becomes something that we believe is true. But remember when we talked in day one, thoughts are just thoughts. They're not facts. And we get to choose what we believe and we get to choose the thoughts that we decide to keep in our head. Right? So, so many times people come to me and they say, I want to lose weight. And I want to first say that it's not, there's nothing wrong with wanting to lose weight or change your body. But what I've found is that when people say that they want to lose weight, a lot of times it's coming from this place of self-hatred. I want to lose weight because I feel like once I do and I reach this goal weight, I will be more attractive to a partner. I will have more success in my life. I will suddenly gain opportunities when I lose 25 pounds. Like it's just going to appear out of nowhere because I lost weight. Like that's not what happens my friends. And I can tell you because I've weight cycled, which means that I've lost weight, gained weight, lost weight, gained weight many times throughout the past four years. I can tell you that even when I got down to what I thought I should weigh, that I still was unhappy. And the thing about that, I was thinking about this in the car the other day, The thing about that is when we get down to this goal weight that we think we should be at and we're still looking at ourselves and we feel unhappy and we feel unfulfilled, we no longer have the weight to point at to quote unquote blame for unhappiness or unfulfillment. Now we're pointing it at us, right? I'm the problem. There's something wrong with me. And that's never a place that you want to be, right? So really, It's not about the weight. It's not about how much you weigh. It's not about what your body looks like, how much cellulite you have on your legs, how much fat you have on your stomach, which by the way, fat is just a descriptive term. I'm not using it in a derogatory, insulting way. I want you to think about fat as like tall and short, right? Left and right. It's a descriptive term, blonde and brunette, okay? It doesn't matter the weight on your body. It matters what you think about the weight on your body. Okay, so if you're listening to this, I'm going to say that again. It doesn't matter about your weight or what your body looks like. It matters what you think about the weight that is on your body. That is the key. And if you constantly are thinking to yourself that because I am X weight, because I am X size jeans, then you're going to find ways to self-sabotage. In the comments, if you're watching this live, let me know how many of you have ever self-sabotaged yourself in some kind of health journey or diet or exercise plan. I know that I for sure have. And it felt like this, like impulse, like that I was like, why am I doing this? I know that this is what I want is to like lose weight, but I keep self-sabotaging myself. And it must be because I have no willpower and because of all these things. And I'm happy to inform you that it's not a willpower issue at all. It's simply that we're living by a story that says, I can't lose weight. I don't deserve to lose weight. I never can follow the plan. I don't deserve to be healthy. Whatever the story is you're living by, I actually, I did this a lot to myself in thinking these kinds of stories. And they're really, really damaging. 
The stories that we tell ourselves and the beliefs that we live by have more to do with our health than eating and exercise combined. I guarantee you this, and I'm gonna actually tell you some ways that you can know this in just a second, but I wanna share with you some common stories that maybe you find yourself telling yourself. Be honest. Maybe you're telling yourself, I'm too big or too fat. Using fat as more of a insulting term and not descriptive term like it should be. Or maybe you're thinking, my body's too gross to be touched. Or if I don't lose weight, I won't attract a partner. I won't be loved. I won't be accepted. I won't get the career advancement. People won't look at me the same or value my opinion. Or maybe you're living by, I'll be happy when I'm X pounds. I know that I did. I thought that when I met my goal weight, that all of a sudden I was going to have this beautiful relationship and my career was going to just take off and I was just going to be like, you know, I had a halo over the top of my head all day long and I don't even know, like crazy shit would just happen when I, the scale set a certain way. But one thing I forgot to mention, I think I mentioned in yesterday's video, one thing I forgot to mention in day one's video is that laying our hat on things like how our body looks and how our bodies feel daily to feel our confidence. And I wrote about this today in her post, hanging her hat on that, on something that is ever changing is never going to have us feel great because our bodies are, are not permanent. Especially as women, we go through so many hormonal shifts. We, you know, some of us choose to carry children and have pregnancies and that's, I mean, I've never done, I've never birthed a child before, but I can tell you it's probably hard work, <laughs> but I do desire to be a mother one day. And I know that the reason I'm doing this body image work now and really changing the stories about my body and food now is because I know I want to be a mom one day. And I know I want to have like three kids. And I, I know that they're going to look up to me for how they should feel about their bodies and food. Because I know that I learned so much about how I should feel about food in my body from my mom. And she didn't have the best relationship with food or her body. It was, I always remember her feeling unsatisfied with her body. And as a young kid, I internalized this as, you know, if I can't make mom happy and mom is my safety and my safety feels threatened because mom is sad, then I must be the problem. And so as a kid, I kind of grew up always wanting to follow the rules because I didn't want to make my mom more upset than I thought she was. And I remember having this kind of realization and I cried. I was like, this poor little girl who just wanted safety and love, who all of a sudden started to believe that if she could just take on some of that burden that my, that my mom was feeling and also hate my body and learn from that, that I just started to carry these, these lies around with me forever until I realized I didn't have to. And you don't have to either. All these stories that you have told yourself for I don't know how long, you get to choose to change them. You get to choose to change them, my friends. Our relationships with our body and food are just, they're so important. 
because they're really interconnected too. That's why, that's why my business is called Mind and Body Strong because this mind and body connection, mind, body, and food, they're such this just beautiful interacting, just almost like, I guess process is what I'll call it. When we have all these thoughts that are negative, our bodies are going to mirror that and vice versa. If our thoughts are positive and uplifting and filled with kindness and gratitude, our body is also going to reflect that. Let me give you an example of how I know the thoughts in our head and the feelings that are caused by that impacts our body. So one of the biggest things that I like to share with a lot of my, my clients is that stress has a huge impact on our bodies and how our bodies are able to digest food and how our bodies decide to gain or lose weight. So if we're in a stressed environment or stressed state, let's call it, um, especially in today's society where we're always go, go, go. We feel like we need to do everything at, you know, we, ha we should have had everything done yesterday. We're chronically stressed we're not sleeping, we're not drinking water, all of a sudden we've created this perfect environment for our bodies to just freak the fuck out, <laughs> to be quite honest. If you are constantly working and stressing and not sleeping and whenever you're eating, you're eating as fast as you can and not even tasting your food. And one thing I'll mention here too is a lot of times I find with my clients is They'll eat food so fast, realize they didn't taste the food, and then go back and eat it the second time because they didn't get to enjoy it the first time. Have you done that? I know I for sure have. So we're creating this environment where our body is sensing that we're in danger. Chronic stress releases cortisol in your blood. It's like this fighter, like we've always heard of the fight or flight response, right? So our body feels this chronic stress. It releases hormones because it wants to keep us safe and help us survive. So it pulls all these resources from different areas of our body. Specifically, it pulls it from digestion when we're in chronic stress because your body is saying, oh my gosh, we're being attacked right now. Even if you're just sitting in front of a computer screen and having a panic attack, which has totally happened to me, your body is saying, oh my gosh, we're in a really dangerous situation right now. We need to pull all the resources we have to keep her alive or him alive. So we're pulling all these resources away from digestion. Now our digestion system is not functioning like it should. And, and on top of that, we're scarfing down our food and overeating. So your digestive system, first of all, doesn't have the resources it needs to pro pro properly function. And secondly, it is overloaded with the foods that we're eating because we're eating them so fast they can't even process what we're eating. So we're just creating this perfect environment to where our, our digestive system is just freaking out. So when our stress levels go up, our digestive system gets turned off. It's actually the same center in the brain that turns these mechanisms on. So when the center in the brain for stress, like signals for stress, it also signals we no longer need digestion right now. That's not important. We need to really focus on solving this dangerous problem right now, which is chronic stress. The same thing happens in a different part of your brain when you're relaxed. When you're in a relaxed mental state, in physical state, 
your body says, all right, this is a safe environment to digest. We no longer need to protect our survival. The threat has gone down. We can now digest our food. This also goes back around to the fact that it doesn't matter what you eat because if you are in chronic stress and your body is not digesting foods properly, then it doesn't matter if you eat salads all day long, your body is not absorbing the same amount of nutrients when you are chronically stressed. It doesn't matter if you eat pizza or salads. If you are chronically stressed, your body is not processing the, them the way that they would if they were in a relaxed state. So if you've ever experienced like constipation or bloating, and maybe you started thinking like, oh, maybe this is, I'm allergic to something or, you know, maybe it is overeating, but a lot of times it's just because we're stressed. <laughs> Stress causes so many crazy things to happen to our bodies and to our minds. And so really starting to conjure up some coping mechanisms is what helps. So a little off track, but I wanted to really point that out because it's something that is so important, especially in today's society where we're all chronically stressed and overworked and, and undernourished. And nourished also includes so many other things, just like being in nature and air, <laughs> like that is nourishment to our bodies, okay? It's not just food. So back to the stories that we're telling ourselves. So if we're able to, to go back to this place and really dive in and do the work in our head and in our hearts, that's where we see long lasting change because the self-sabotaging behaviors that we experience are happening because we're living from a story that we are fat or that we are always going to be overweight. And so are we subconsciously find ways to self-sabotage and it's not your fault. It's just that just doing the action part of it and doing the diet or changing your activity level, just sticking on that is, might get you short-term results, but you might, even, you might find yourself falling back or falling off track. I really don't like using the term falling off track because you're never falling off track. Everything that you experience is a step forward regardless of if it's quote unquote good or bad. It's all just information that helps move you forward. But that's why it's so important to take the two steps back. That's what I'm always saying in my practice. Take the two steps back behind action, and we need to actually acknowledge the feelings that we're feeling. When we're focused in this state of action, we're oftentimes denying the fact that we have certain feelings. Your feelings are not wrong. Your feelings are valid. And we need to acknowledge them. We can't just push them to the side or under the carpet and pretend that they're not there anymore. We need to acknowledge them. And this is actually, I'm going to teach you really quickly, a fantastic coping mechanism that I, um, that I learned. And it's the acronym, excuse me, ART. So ART, like you paint a picture, A-R-T, okay? So first, when we're in this crazy stressed out state, we need to acknowledge, hey, Nicole, and I saw Christy, come on here too. Hey friends, glad you're on here. So this acronym ART is really helpful for us to be able to help to change our stories. The first part is acknowledging your feelings. We again, can't resist 
the way we feel. We can't pretend they're not there because that's not helpful. It's just creating more resistance in our body and we need to acknowledge the feelings and allow them to flow through us or it's just going to continue to build up and create an explosion. I don't know. <laughs> so acknowledge your feelings. The R in art stands for reframe. So now that we've acknowledged the way that you feel, which is valid, we need to then reframe and start to think of a more positive outlook. Okay, so reframing the story. Remember, you get to choose the story and thoughts that go into your head. Maybe you get to choose what's true about your life. Not Aunt Sally, not your, even your husband, not your mom and dad, not your brother, you. You get to decide, not anyone else in your environment. Okay, those are circumstances that you cannot control. You get to control your thoughts. You let the world do whatever it has to do but that doesn't get to affect you. But you can acknowledge that if someone calls you fat, that it makes you feel upset. It makes you feel dis you know, disappointed or ashamed or embarrassed. You can acknowledge those feelings, but then you get to reframe. If someone calls you fat, you can reframe that to, maybe that person has something going on in their life that I don't know about. And the only way they thought to help them was to bring me down. Anytime someone criticizes you, it's more about them than it is about you. Always remember that. So acknowledge your feelings, that they hurt them, and reframe the situation and see it from a different perspective. And then we have the T, which is to retrain our thoughts. Okay, so we need to retrain that thought and really start to Think of new ways to think about this situation because again, we get to choose, right? So this is why I've seen so many people throughout my practice fall back because you can't just do the actions and then continue just doing all the actions and just, why, is that, why aren't things changing? I'm doing all of the things. Have you ever felt like that? I'm doing all of the things that you told me to do, but nothing's changing because you're you're playing the game of I am fat and will never lose weight. And you're always going to win at the game that you're playing. That's a paradigm that I was taught in my coaching practice. You're always winning the game you're playing. So maybe you're winning, you're playing the game of I never show up on time to work or you don't want to be at work. So you're always going to win that game <laughs> of showing up late. I don't know what game you're playing, but you're winning. Just take a look at your thoughts. You're winning. <laughs> and again, this is where we remind ourselves that this is about curiosity and not judgment. Being able to be curious and acknowledge where we're at currently with our mindset, with our relationship with our bodies, with our relationship with food is so important and imperative for us to be able to move forward and increase the amount of positivity that we have in our lives to increase this relationship and build this relationship with our body and food that we've always dreamed of and it's possible for you like i said the other day that you have infinite potential within inside of you at any point in time that you can tap into there's nothing in your environment or in your physical body that needs to change for you to access this it's always available to you okay 
So today's worksheet, if you have the worksheet, is really asking you, what are your stories that you're telling yourself? What are these stories? Maybe you haven't taken the time to be aware of them yet. Maybe you need to do that over the next few days and really start to become aware of what thoughts you're thinking. And again, if you are unfamiliar with this work and finding those thoughts are hard, go back to the feeling. What is the feeling you're feeling? Is it stress? Is it guilt? Is it embarrassment? Is it happiness? Is it joyful? Is it, what is it? Name that feeling. And then from that feeling, you can start to narrow down what are the sentences that keep going on repeat like that cassette tape that never stops. It's just rewinding and going and, you know. So that's your worksheet for today. Now, this is the last day of the challenge, like I mentioned. So over the past three days, I've really helped you to gain a foundation of awareness because awareness is the foundation of any transformation. This awareness around your body image and where you're at with body appreciation, this awareness around food and your relationship with food, and today, the awareness around your beliefs and what game you're playing that you're winning, what stories you're telling yourself that you're sticking to and that you're holding to that aren't serving you anymore, you can let them go. So now that we've built this foundational awareness, I'm gonna offer you something really, really special. And I want to be able to help you take this to the next level and to really dive deep into your personal journey, your unique story, and to be able to uncover what's been keeping you stuck and help you to build a actionable plan to help you get to the place with your body image and food that you want, that you've always dreamed of, because it's possible. So for all of you who have been, who have been tuning into this free challenge, I have a special offer for you. I am offering one-on-one -on -one free sessions. They're 45-minute calls with me to be able to walk through the, um, what, you, what you really want, where you're at right now with your body image and food, what's been standing in your way, and to help create an actionable plan to help you get there. That's fun and easy. This doesn't have to be something that's hard or something that is a chore. My goal as a health coach and a life coach is to make this journey so fun and so enjoyable for you. So I'm only offering six of these one-on-one -on -one calls and I've actually added the link in my bio that you can sign up for a 45 minute call. When you click the link, all you have to do is enter your name and email. It'll take you, it'll direct an email to your inbox. So you'll have to go right to your inbox where you can then find my Calendly link. From there, you'll be able to choose the time on my calendar that you would like to talk and to be able to really dive deep one-on-one -on -one and create this personalized plan for you to be able to get to where you want to be with food in your body because you deserve it. You, like I said, have that potential within inside of you. And sometimes we, we know what to do when it comes to improving our relationship with body image and food. We know, like, we know kind of what to do, but we don't always do it. And that's where having a coach to help you frame up a plan is super, super helpful. And so I'm offering um, six, like I said, free calls. Um, 
and those are going to go pretty quick. So as soon as those are, are um, taken, they'll be gone. So make sure that if you're interested in talking one-on-one -on -one to make a plan and take the steps that we've just learned in this three-day challenge a little bit further that you sign up through the link in my bio on Instagram, okay? I'll also add it in the, the comments of and the, the notes on the podcast. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can also find that there. I cannot wait to talk to you and to help you really build this relationship with food and body that you're proud of. All right, you guys, I thank you so much for joining me on this challenge. I really hope you took a lot away from it. Definitely send me DMs with all of your takeaways and things that you've loved about this challenge. I cannot wait to hear. I love hearing from you guys. And I appreciate you so very much. Have a fantastic night. Thank you so much for listening into the Mind and Body Strong podcast. You are what makes this movement and message possible. Before you go, could you do me a favor and leave me a review on iTunes? This is how the podcast can be discovered by more people and impact even more lives. And don't forget to tag me in your Instagram stories at Katie Pijanowski so I can see what you're listening into. I love you all so much and I'll catch you again on next week's episode.